0: The Mishnahists continue to talk about the impurity laws that apply specifically to foods, and most of these are rabbinic stringencies. And we'll begin with three points of introduction. Firstly, in order for food to be able to make other food tome, it needs to be at least the size of a kibetzer, at least the size of an egg, although even if it is smaller than that, it is able to become tome itself. The second point is that one's hands are tommy bonon, unless one consciously watches over them and makes sure that he doesn't touch anything which is impure, because one's hands naturally touch all sorts of things. His hands alone are considered to be tommy bonon. this is a unique type of impurity that doesn't apply to the entire body as one, but only to his hands. And in order for the hands to be purified, they need to be washed. And the third point of introduction is something that we mentioned in the first Perek, the first chapter, and that is the concept of Hekshulakabutuma. In order for food to become impure, it first must have become wet at some point. It does not need to be wet when it becomes Tome, but in order to be fit for it to become Tome, upon having contact with a source of impurity, it must have previously become wet. It's enough even for just a part of that item to become wet. And then the entire item is now, it's now fit and able to become impure when it has contact with a source of impurity. The mission talks about an example where a woman who is pure was pickling vegetables. We're talking about vegetables of truma, which is the produce given to a koyain And because of the sanctity that this food has, it is able to become impure even with lower levels of impurity. For example, although regular food, which is called chulin, chulin refers to regular food that doesn't have sanctity to it, such food is able to become tome on the level of a shani tuma, which is two levels lower than an avhatuma, which is the primary level of impurity that a source of impurity has. Truma is able to become tome even as a shelishumar, which is three levels lower than an avhatuma. So if a source of impurity, which is on the level of an avatumar, touches a regular food item, it becomes a Rishon tuma. If that food touches other food, then the second food becomes a shani Latumar, which is two steps removed from the avatuma. And if that touches Truma, the Truma would become a shalishi Latuma, which is three steps removed from the original Avatuma. Be as it may, this woman was pickling Truma vegetables bakadeira in a pot. The vegetables would be, would be added to the pot, after which they would add a liquid such as vinegar or oil or salted water, and as soon as the vegetables become wet for the first time, they then become fit to become tommy. The nogobo ole chutz lakider mokum she touched one of the leaves of these truma vegetables in a place which was above, outside of the pot itself in a place where it was dry. So this part of the vegetable didn't become wet at all. Even though it didn't become wet, it's still able to become tome because part of that same item became wet. The mission says in such a case, even if the leaf is at least the size of an egg, the leaf itself is tome, but everything else which is inside of that part remains pure. The reason why the leaf itself is tome is because the woman's hands are considered to be impure. The level of impurity that the Rabbonon gave to one's hands is a Shainilatuma, two levels lower down than an Avatuma, and essentially that only makes a difference for Truma. That if her hands touch Truma, then the Truma will become Tome. Now, even though the Truma is now Tome, it does not transfer impurity to the liquid that is there, even though, mid something that is tomei, even on the level of a Shainilatuma that touches a liquid, makes that liquid tome as if it was on the level of a Rishan Latuma, which is an even higher level, it's only one step lower than a avatuma. This rabbinic stringency only applies if the liquid touches something that is tome, at least on the level of a shane latuma. Two levels lower down than an avatuma. But over here where the Truma leaf only becomes a shelish latuma, which is a low level, it's three levels lower than an avatuma. Over here the rabbinic stringency to make the liquid tome does not apply. And therefore only that leaf itself remains, it becomes tome and everything else in the pot remains pure. Next case of the Mishnah. What happens if she touched one of the leaves which were being pickled outside of the pot? So she doesn't touch any of the liquid itself, but she touches a part of the leaf that has become wet. Since her hands are on the level of a shenilatumar, midjabonon, when her hands touch the liquid, the liquid becomes tome as a Latumar, one step lower than an avatumar. That, in turn, makes the leaf tome as a shenilatumar, two levels lower. And since that leaf is touching the liquid, the, the entire liquid which is, being, which is there in the pickling pot, and the leaf is a shenilatumar, so now it can make the liquid tome as a rishenilatumar, And that liquid will, in turn, make all of the vegetables that are inside of their tome on the level of a shenile tomah. The The mission says, as long as the leaf is at least the size of a kobetza, which is the minimum size for it to be able to transfer its impurity onwards to the liquid, everything inside of the pot will become tome. But if the leaf itself is smaller than the size of an egg, it itself obviously becomes tome, because even if it's smaller than a kibetza, it can become tome itself, but it's not able to transfer its impurity onwards, and therefore everything else in the pot will remain pure. However, if if that part of the leaf that was above the water, or above the vinegar or oil, and the woman touched it, so the liquid became a Rishina toma. If that part of the leaf that has some drops on it goes downwards into the rest of the liquid, it will make the rest of the liquid tome. And over here, it's not food making the liquid tome, it's the liquid itself. So there's no it's not relevant to talk about a minimum size of an egg. It's the liquid itself, and therefore in that case I call tome, everything inside of that pot would become tome. Up until now, the mission has discussed a woman who was pure, just that Midirabona on her hands are considered to be on the level of a Shaini Latoma. Now the Mishnah talks about a woman who is on the level of a Rishain Latuma, Le one level below an Avatoma. For example, if she had touched somebody who became Tome from a dead body, so the person who became Tome from the dead body is on the level of an Avatoma, and she touched that person and thereby became a Rishain Latuma. And now, she touched a leaf, either on a part of the leaf that has become wet or on a part that is dry. Whatever the case may be, if the leaf is at least the size of a tome, everything inside of the pot will become tome. Over here, the woman herself is a rishna which means that whatever the case might be, she'll make the leaf into a shainila tuma, not a shalishila tuma like in the first case. Where in a case where she touched the dry part of the leaf, it becomes a shlishi latuma, which doesn't have the power to make the liquid inside of the pot, tome, even midrabanon. over here that the leaf will become a sheni latuma by touching the woman who is a rishon latuma. So a sheni latuma has the ability to make the liquid in which it is situated, tome, on the level of a rishon latuma midrabonon. And that's the difference between this case and the previous case. That having been said, if the leaf itself is smaller than a kibetsa, the leaf itself will become tome, but everything else remains pure, because it's not able to transfer its impurity onwards to the liquid and anything else inside of the pot. Continues the Mishnah, if the woman was a tevulas yaim, that means that she was impure, and she immersed herself fully in a mikvah, a collection of natural rainwater, and she needs to wait until the end of that day, until nightfall, to be fully purified. So during this period of time, after she's been to the Mikvah, until the end of that day, she is a Tavul or a Tavul the feminine. And that makes her on the level of a Shein Le until the end of that day. She was shaking about the pot with unwashed hands that are mid-Jabonon Tomei as a Shein Le tumah. And she didn't touch anything inside of the pot, but later on, she sees some of the liquid on her hands, and she has a doubt, she's unsure whether that liquid came from the liquid that was inside of the pot. She didn't touch it, but it spritched from inside of the pot but she's also got a doubt. It's possible that the stalk of one of the vegetables touched her hand. In which case, all of, in which case, the vegetables inside of the pot would be tome, and it would also make all of the other vegetables in the pot tome. What is the law in this case of doubt? And essentially, there are two different things we need to take into account over here. There is a safik midayraser. There is a doubt with regards to a Torah law of Tomah, because a tevul yoim is tomei mida'iraisa, according to the Torah. As well as that, we need to take into account the impurity midrabanon of her hands. Now, the general rule in all of the Torah is sofik mida'iraisa l'chumra, a doubt with regards to a law of the Torah is ruled stringently, and sofik midrabanon l'kula. a doubt with regards to a rabbinic law is ruled leniently. Because of that, the Mishnah says, hayorok Possel, the vegetables inside of the part are considered to be invalid truma. That is to say, they are considered to be tome out of doubt. We need to be concerned that indeed one of the vegetables touched her hands and became tome and made everything else in there tome as well. But v'hakadeyo tahira, the pot itself remains pure, because if you think about it, a utensil can never become tome mido'i raisa from something that is not on the level of an avhatuma So the fact that she's a tool yoim is irrelevant with regards to the purity of the pot. Only food can become tome on a level lower than that, and only truma can become tome from a shamil tumor, like a yaim. And since the only way that the pot is going to be impure is based on the rabbinic tuma from her hands, so this is considered to be a doubt with regards to a rabbinic law, and therefore it is ruled leniently, and we can consider the pot to be pure. Mishnah Base, if somebody eats tome food, he does not become impure. The maximum level that food, which is Tommy could be is a rishin le tomah, one step lower than an abatomah. And a person, midiraisok can never become Tommy from something that is a rishin le tomah. However, one of the stringencies, midairabonon, is that one who eats Tommy food becomes impure himself. The original reason for this decree is because koanim eat truma, which is sanctified food, it's a portion of the produce which needs to be given to the koanim, and it is forbidden to allow the truma to become tomei, out of concern that at the same time that a koin is eating truma, he might put some liquid or other food, which is tomei, into his mouth at the same time, and that would make the truma that's inside of his mouth tome. We're talking about food that can make truma tommes, even if it's only on the level of a shenel tuma. So in order to avoid such a situation, the uh, the Chachomim decreed that one who eats tommy food becomes tommy, and that way a person wouldn't eat food which is possibly tommy together with truma. It's forbidden for a tommy person to eat truma. And this mission discusses what level of impurity the person has. Rabbi says, says, A person who eats food that is on the level of a Rishin L'tomar, Rishin, he himself becomes on that same level of a Rishin L'tomar. Even though in general, impurity goes down a level when it's transferred. Over here, the person, Medjabonon, receives the same level of impurity as the food itself. If he eats food that's on the level of a sheinu then sheini he also becomes on the level of a sheinu letumah eichel shlishi. If he eats food that's on the level of a shlishi tuma, then shlishi he himself will become a shlishi By the way, it should be noted that this decrement rabbanon does not only apply to Koanim, it applies to anybody who eats tome food. Even though the reason is specifically because of Koranim, the rabbanon made a blanket rule, the one who eats impure food becomes impure himself. Another important point to note is that a even if the person becomes a Shlishi Latuma, which seemingly should be irrelevant, because even if he does end up touching Truma, he won't make it impure. Because a Shlishi Latuma that touches something else should make it a Revi'i Latuma, four levels lower than an avatuma. Now even Truma can't become a Revi'i Latuma. So if the, even if the person who is a Shlishi Latuma touches the Truma, it won't make a difference. So, why do I care that the person became a Shlishi le Tumah? The answer is, it's forbidden for a person who himself is Tomei to eat truma. Even if he's not going to make the truma itself Tomei, the fact that the person is Tomei makes it forbidden for him to eat the truma. Now, before we b- explain the logic behind Rabbi opinion, first we'll see the next opinion. Rabbi says, A person who eats food that is either on the level of a le Tumah or a Shaini le Tumah, he himself becomes a Shaini. So if he eats a rishon Latuma, he actually goes down a level. This is unlike his opinion that if somebody eats a Rishin Latuma, he himself becomes rishon. Now the logic of Rabbi Shua is that since the entire purpose of the decree is that people don't come to eat Truma together with Tomme food, food that would make the Truma Tomme, there's no need to make that person into a Rishin Latuma. It's enough that he'll be a Shain Latuma, and that way he won't be able to eat the Truma. And since there's no need ever to make him into a rishon l'tomar, so the maximum that the Chachomim ever said that he would become is a Shani l'tomar. It appears that Rabbi Eliezer argues against this because he wants to make clear-cut rules that the same level that the impure food is, that's the level of impurity that the person will gain. Now, in general, the Chachomim did not make decrees for very rare cases, for scenarios that happened pretty often, so there was a reason to make rabbinic stringencies. For a Tommy person to eat truma was pretty rare. But the Mishnah explains that the reason why the Chachamim nevertheless did make this decree is because this doesn't only apply to those who eat truma. It was pretty common for karmim to be particular to eat all of their food according to the standards that are necessary for eating truma and therefore they would act as if all of their food was trumah, so even a shlishilat they would be concerned about with regards to their regular food. And this meant that it wasn't such a rare case for a Tommy person to eat something that is considered to be a shlishilat because of this idea of b'chulin j'nazul ta'as trumah, chulin which is regular food, which is eaten only according to the standards of the purity that is needed for Truma. And once somebody is does accept upon themselves to be particular about these purity laws, even for Chul'in, the Chachomin fixed certain rules and boundaries for the purity of Chul'in, just like for Truma. Mishnah Gimel, when the Mishnah uses the term posel, invalid literally, in relation to purity and impurity laws, the Mishnah refers to something that itself is Tome, but it's not able to make another item of the same type Tome as well. For example, if Truma is a Shlishi the Truma itself is Tome, but if it touches another Truma item, then it will not make it impure, because the lowest level of impurity that applies to Truma is indeed a Shlishi l-tuma. Says the Mishnah, regular unsanctified food that is on the level of a Rishon latuma Tome, it itself is impure, umetame, and it can make other food of the same type, even other chulin, tome as well. Hasheni, a chulin food item, which is tome on the level of a shenle tuma, posel, some shnais read, poisel, the point is it's invalid, it itself is tome, veloy but it would not make another chulin food item tome as well because the lowest level of impurity that applies to regular unsanctified food is a Shemile Tumar, the Shilishi, and Chulun, which is a Shilishi Le tuma, which is only really possible if one has accepted upon themselves to treat even their unsanctified food to the same standards of, impu- uh, of purity as truma. And the reason why Karnim would accept upon themselves to do so is in order, in order to avoid any possibility of, pu- of impurity with truma they didn't want to confuse the different food that they ate, so they would often eat all of their food to that same standard of purity. But even they are able to eat chulin, which is a shlishi latumah, bin zid hadema, it can be eaten together with a cooked dish of trumah, because since that is not able to make the rest of the food impure, so it can be eaten together with the rest of the food. And the Mishnah is also showing that although Truma, which is a Shlishi is forbidden to be eaten, chulin that is treated to the same purity standard as Truma, that does not include not eating the thing that is a Shlishi l-tuma. That having been said, if the person eats enough of the food, half of a pras half of a loaf, the minimum amount of food that would make himself Tome, so then he wouldn't be able to eat it together with the rest of the Truma. But if he eats less than that, then it would be permitted. Mishnah Dalat, ba Truma. Truma food which is on the level of a or a Shenilatumar, Tameim, the food itself is tamei or metamim, and they also have the ability to make other truma tomai. Hashlishi, but a Truma food item that is a shlishi-le-tuma, puzzle or paisel, It itself is invalid and impure mitame, but it does not make another piece of Truma tome because a shlishi-le-tuma is the lowest level that Truma could be. If a person accepted upon themselves to treat Truma to the same purity standards as carbonice, the meat of sacrifices, that can go even to another level, a reveal tuma that having been said, when it comes to truma that is treated like korbanais, the horvi'i, and therefore it could be considered a reveal tuma, nevertheless, that ravi'i truma nechol bin can be eaten together with a cooked dish of korbanais meat, and there is no concern, because to eat the reveal of truma, even in a case where it's treated to the standards of korbanais, is permitted.